That Medic Podcast, your bi-weekly dose of education and inspiration in the healthcare field. Hey everyone, I'm Simmer, a student at Harvard University. And I'm Daniela, a student at Oxford University. And this is That Medic Podcast. Enjoy! In this episode, I have the privilege of speaking to Dr. Weiss, co-founder of AMBOSS, an interactive online medical education platform. We cover the origin story of AMBOSS, the challenges of growing a business, and advice for students interested in clinical entrepreneurship. I hope you enjoy the episode. Before we launch into the episode, I want to briefly tell you a bit about AMBOSS, who are kindly sponsoring the podcast. Created by a team of dedicated physicians from around the world, AMBOSS is an interactive library of over 20,000 medical topics interlinked with a question bank holding more than 5,500 clinical case-based questions. With all the necessary resources in one place, AMBOSS instantly delivers up-to-date medical knowledge to students, physicians, and faculty globally. AMBOSS has powerful learning and clinical tools combined into one platform, making studying a breeze and life on the wars easier. With the AMBOSS library and question bank side-by-side, students can look up terms instantly when solving questions. Students and physicians around the world use AMBOSS material to excel in their exams and on the wards. Sign up in minutes at amboss.com. Try AMBOSS risk-free with a trial today. Hi, welcome to the show, Dr. Weiss. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. We have a tradition of starting each podcast episode with the question, why medicine? Thanks for having me. Why medicine? For me, the question when I got closer to the end of high school was obviously, what do I want to do? I was interested in a lot of different topics, to be honest. There was nothing where I had the feeling I was like especially gifted for. I was a uh, good in almost all the, the subjects that uh, school had to offer. What could I do that if a bomb fell or so, what would be most needed or what is an elementary human need? And I felt medicine was probably the closest answer, at least for me at the time. And I felt it was, it was basically a good combination of the things that I liked, of uh, science, I liked physics a lot, uh, biology, but also humanity. So in the end, it's some kind of an applied science made it look very attractive. And this is basically how how I uh, opted in for medicine. It was not that medicine was one of the legacies in our family, but it was this kind of combination that I thought would, would make it interesting for me. Fantastic. What our listeners may also find interesting is that during medical school, you studied abroad in Portugal, Brazil, and Switzerland. After medical school, you completed a doctorate in molecular biology. Would you like to share what these experiences were like with our listeners? Very happy to. I think medicine, at least in Germany at the time, uh, it might be similar for, for the US and the UK, not sure, but like it offered the opportunity to go abroad quite a bit and see other healthcare systems, other physicians, other uh, societies. And I found that to be super interesting. So in my early studies, I traveled quite a bit to uh, South, Southeast Asia, South America, and so on. And I, w- I always felt it was a bit superficial, just this kind of traveling components. You get to see the, these like touristic highlights and so on, but you don't don't get to dive deeper into uh, into what the country really 
might be like. And so I felt these internships in, in those countries would, would give me that option. And one of the first uh, internships I did was in a public health uh, project in India, in Kolkata. That, uh, that was super, super interesting to see how medicine was applied in those circumstances and how different the perspective on medicine is and on, on the needs of the, the people that they have. And it actually, at that time, was broadened my horizon for what medicine could be good for and what also my uh, understanding of medicine could be. And it was at that time that I felt maybe public health could actually be something that uh, I would be very interested uh, to follow up uh, on after uh, med school. So that that was definitely one thing. And then I kept on going, so I went to... Brazil and did Erasmus in uh, Lisbon and uh, saw basically high-tech uh, medicine in Switzerland. And so all these different insights uh, were super enriching. And they led to the conclusion that I wanted to do this MPH after med school and, and apply my medical knowledge on a broader level, so to say, with potentially more impact for more uh, humans. Now the doctorate, uh, that's basically another approach into a new world, <laughs> really working on, on the forefront of science and creating new evidence. I found that a super interesting, uh, appealing scenario. So I, I also gave that a try. I think it's like all these years in med school, I think are a perfect time to just try a lot of things and, and see what they have to offer and if, if they are something for you or not. So uh, I also did that doctorate. It did not uh, lead into uh, the conclusion that I, I, I want to do tons of more research, uh, to be honest, <laughs> but uh, that was also a good experience, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy that, that I've done it. I like how you said that medical school is a great time to try different things because I think after high school, many students may not know exactly what they'd like to do and often the best way to find out is to try it. Switching gears a little bit now, could you please share your journey into clinical entrepreneurship? As I said before, right, uh, I was looking into potentially doing something else, not not go straight into clinical medicine when when I got to the end of med school. That was my kind of mindset at the time. In Germany, there are two or three exams during med school, like big exams, central exams, countrywide. So there's one at the end. And obviously you have to prepare for that quite a bit. It's three months full-time preparation at least, and uh, tons of, obviously, of medical facts and so on that, that you have to learn. And so we got together in a group of three friends. We had learned before for these exams. And so we got together for this final exam and just kind of continued to learn in, in the way that we did before, which was we would read up on certain topics and then debate them afterwards and be like, so like, what does this mean? And like, this is, this is potentially misunderstanding. And, or if you think this further, like, wouldn't this mean this and that and so on? Or why is it that, that this is the answer to this and things like that. So we felt that debating this stuff makes it stick in the end for us. I mean, there are so many facts it's impossible to remember them all, obviously, if you just memorize these facts, uh, they, there's, they don't make sense for you, right? We felt that the, the, the most important things we, we would have to be able to explain to someone else, the concepts and the patterns, and that's, that's what we did. It is recommended to take three months full time. Two of us, we started two months in 
only. So we said, yeah, okay, so one month less, my friend came back from Namibia, I came back from Brazil, and we were like, okay, so we just start a bit later and we just learn a bit more uh, per day, so we, it'll work out. Then we had the third friend joining a bit later, and so we were a bit more advanced than him, and, and it was basically us kind of distilling what we had learned for him and, and told him about it. That was super helpful for us and was helpful for him. At, at some point we were, we were like discussing why isn't there a software that could do what you guys are doing to me, right? That points out what is relevant to know for, for this exam and explains it in a way that I can understand it and retain it. And that was basically the starting point yeah, for the idea uh, of Amboss. During these remaining two months, we kept on spinning around this idea and just you know put a little more a little bit more of details here and there what a product could look like what it could do better at the time we we basically found a digitized book that was our preparation for this final exam that was already in 2010 the internet existed the cloud <laughs> existed to some extent uh, digital squares existed and tons to offer but what we found was this uh, cd-rom that, that was mainly kind of like a pdf catalog graduated from med school uh, successfully and then were unsure about this idea yeah it wasn't what you would expect after med school right so like you would expect maybe to go into the hospital or to i don't know start your second degree or whatever but like you wouldn't think about starting a company or a startup and there was some you know discussion going on for roughly half a year and then we said okay let's give it a try let's let's give it a try there's not much that we have to lose right we're basically still kind of students or living in student standards. We had no family obligations or anything like that. Uh, we could live on a budget of, I don't know, 500 euro, euros per month. And, and so we said, okay, uh, let's uh, give it a year or two and see how far uh, we can get with that. And this is how it started. What an incredible story. I love that Ampos was started based on your and your friend's personal experiences of taking the final exam and being medical students. So you knew how difficult and overwhelming learning the medical school content can be and sometimes not necessarily presented in the most user-friendly way. So you came up with a resource to help with this. I completely agree that being part of the audience <laughs> that you're looking to create a product for is super helpful. Get that deep understanding. Sometimes you might get it in a different way as well, but I think in, especially in healthcare, that is super helpful because it's such a complex field and uh, there's so much to learn and to understand that if you've been there yourself, it's, it's a lot easier. It's been about 11 years since you and your co-founders started Amboss. What has experience been like growing the business? It's been quite a journey, uh, to be honest. We started as this group of three, and then it became immediately obvious that we wouldn't be able to do it all, just ourselves. Like We realized we would have to basically write uh, the medical curriculum in a digital format that's I mean, you know how much uh, content there is. <laughs> so that uh, that made it super obvious that we need more people. And also on the tech side, it was obvious. We, we became a bigger team uh, quite early. We worked roughly a year on the first product version of, of Amboss, which was exclusively focusing on this exam prep in Germany with a group of 20 to 30, sometimes 40 friends, family, and, and so on that could all contribute to this platform. Then we launched Emboss. A year after this launch, nine out of 10 medical students in Germany would use the platform for exam prep. That made us think 
Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, we had assumed that if there is a better option available for students to pre prepare uh, for the exam, it would probably spread like wildfire. But obviously we didn't know, but it did. I mean, in the end, exam prep is just kind of one snapshot out of this entire medical knowledge journey. And you will always need that medical knowledge. And maybe medicine is also a profession that is quite special in this regard. But before this final exam, everything is based on knowledge. And after that exam, also everything is based on that knowledge. And it's basically a continuum of medical knowledge. Your journey in that medical knowledge evolves from like the basics of anatomy, physics, and, and so on to physiology first, then pathophys. And then how do you treat this, these diseases, right? So like it all builds on top of each other and just becomes more specialized at the end. And so we felt maybe this is something we could portray in this in this platform so at that time we decided to complete the medical curriculum so also cover the other exams on the other side knowledge for physicians to to the platform because it just uh, needs to be more applicable yeah like everything that you learn for the final exam is great you know it's theoretical knowledge that you need but then as a physician on the wards you need that knowledge in a very tangible and applicable format so we made it more checklist oriented we added dosages concrete procedures pathways from symptoms to treatments and, and diagnostics and so on and so forth and that proved to be a very unique approach to how to see and uh, perceive and then also convey medical knowledge. And we found out no one on a global scale is doing something like that, it's creating this lifelong medical companion. And we did see that on the German Amboss platform, there were users from all over the world that translated, that used like in-page translation for the German version and used it in Spanish and in Finnish and in Danish, people from, from all over the world. And so we thought, okay, so let's take this blueprint that we had created and put it into the English-speaking world. And that's also what we decided at that point to, to create this English platform. And basically, since then, we're working on continuing this journey, both in the German and in the English world. Made us grow quite a bit as a team uh, in terms of reach, in terms of success. And that's basically how you can describe then the maybe past six, seven years or so uh, on what we focus product-wise and what we did uh, in, in the different markets and so on. That's incredible. And I'm sure you've helped so many students now internationally. We do have users from every country in the world, like 170 countries or so. You know, sometimes it's more useful for some students than for others. Our English platform, um, I, I should say this, I think, is more oriented towards uh, US guidelines and uh, exam uh, questions. And, and sometimes that is very relevant for certain countries. Uh, sometimes it's less relevant for certain countries, but quite, quite a good global traction on, on the English platform. Fantastic. How has your role changed over time as the business has expanded? Could you please share a bit about your role at Amboss today? We started with the three people in the beginning. Now we are at around 400 uh, today. In the beginning, you do everything basically. <laughs> Uh, because everything needs to be done and everything needs to be figured out. And there's only yourself and maybe the, the two others. So it, it changed over all these years. I worked in a lot in our medical department. I worked in uh, marketing and sales. Just recently returned uh, to medical. Uh, as, as you can imagine, with 
exponential growth of medical knowledge on the one side, right? It's supposed to double every 73 days or so uh, currently. It's, you need quite a big editorial team <laughs> to keep up uh, with that and to filter and distill what is important of all that knowledge that is generated. There's, I, I think, a team of roughly 100 physicians in our um, editorial department. We call it our medical department, working on the content base daily. And there's quite a lot to do in, in that regard. And this is where I'm active. Now we'll take a quick break to listen to a short message from our sponsors. AMBOSS is a medical knowledge platform built on three fundamental elements. At the core, a comprehensive medical library helps students learn the facts and the nuances of medicine. Also central is the QBank. By using these tools, students unlock the third element, personalized analytics, which helps students make smart studying decisions. Three essential tools of learning all in one place. It's no surprise AMBOSS has become one of the most popular resources for students and schools worldwide. Ready to take a closer look? Sign up for a free trial today at AMBOSS.com. What are some of the key challenges in your current role besides the ever-expanding base of medical knowledge that you have already touched on? How are you overcoming them? In general, scaling in itself is, is a challenge. With every size of your startup business, there are different challenges and different ways you need to encounter those challenges. In the beginning, maybe up to 50 people or so, you are the ones that are building the machine, yeah? the product. And uh, you can work on the features, you can work on the content, you work on the, the marketing material. The more you move away from those 50 people, the more you are or you have to understand that you are building a machine that builds the machine. And that, that's what, what we're basically doing. How can we set up teams, the overall org structure, values, guardrails, whatever it is, so that they have the orientation and the context that they need in order to continue in a scaled fashion. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a change uh, for every individual yeah, who has been there since the beginning or since the early days. And it's a change for the organization. There's a, a constant dynamic basically a lot of flying particles wherever you look basically <laughs> and a lot of iterations and a lot of change in the end we as humans we're not very good in changing we like it if, if things are the same and if they are predictable and if if we know what we will be confronted with tomorrow or next week or next year or whatever that's a that's a challenge in itself indeed dealing with uncertainty is certainly difficult do you ever think about if you could go back to when you first started Amboss, if you could, would you change anything? Usually you don't reflect about that notion in, in daily life, but maybe you should. I think it's definitely much more than I would have expected or even hoped for when we started. As I said, right, this all of the existence of this is coming back to a mix of luck coincidence and the right people maybe <laughs> meeting at the right time all of this 
could not have been there super easily. Thinking about myself one year before graduating from med school, thinking about that 10, 12 years later, there would be a company with 400 people following an idea that we will have had uh, <laughs> while preparing for the exam, I would not believe that. <laughs> and from today's perspective, if I mean, things evolve gradually, right? It's not like one day you have the idea, next day scale up uh, tons of people working uh, and following this idea. So it's a gradual process. But when you realize that there are 400 uh, team members going to work, not even questioning that Amboss could exist or not exist, <laughs> but just come to work and follow this mission that we had once created, I think is both super humbling and super surreal. <laughs> I think it's hard to put in words what that uh, means personally, or if I reflect, maybe I will need another 10, 20 years or so to, uh, to really understand this <laughs> better. <laughs> I don't know what I would have changed, uh, to be honest. We we are in the lucky position that a lot of the things worked out quite well. Maybe there are reasons for that. I don't know. Hard uh, to to understand causal relationships. Uh, maybe we could have been more successful. Maybe we could have been less successful. Probability that we could have been less successful is, I think, a lot higher uh, <laughs> than than that it turned out the way it turned out. Uh, overall, I'm uh, super happy about where we are today and uh, what, what we see uh, at the horizon. That's wonderful. You mentioned the horizon, which leads perfectly onto the next question. What are some of the future projects or endeavors that we can look forward to from Amboss? What is your five-year vision? Good question. It's not so easy for me or for us also <laughs> to say what, what will be true in five years. Usually you tend to overestimate short-term developments and underestimate the long-term developments. But So maybe somewhere in the middle we are. And, and I think if you think about what I said earlier, I mean, we, we completely believe in this lifelong medical companion concept. So there will be more work in, in that regard, both on, on the tech side as well on the content side that needs to be done to make this true on a global level that that will be a lot of work still and especially we are kind of following one or at least one principle if you think about the myocardial infarction other situa other acute situations like this right there is this uh, time is muscle yeah or time is brain equation for us it's time to knowledge from entering emboss or from the question that you have to the answer that you need we want to reduce the amount of time as much as possible. And there is still, I think, loads of room for improvement. <laughs> but we think that only that will have a profound impact on how medicine can work in the end, <laughs> how it can work with all these increasingly challenging surrounding factors with that exponential growth of medical knowledge, with an ever-increasing density of care that we are expected to deliver as physicians in ever-decreasing amounts of time per patient, with an ever-increasing personalization of medicine, and so on and so forth. How are we going to keep up with that as physicians? If not today already, but we will very soon get to the boundaries of what is possible as a human to act upon. My personal belief is that although in the past it might have been different, it might have been that medical knowledge, that's 
that's what we as physicians possess and that's what makes us unique and that's what sets us apart from the patient's hierarchy in the patient-physician relationship. Like, I know that, you don't. <laughs> Let me tell you what you need to do. And so it's something super inherently personal to, to the physician, probably the unique value proposition, if you will, that the physician has. I think the, the idea of outsourcing this to some extent is maybe, is maybe not, not a very popular idea, but I think we, we have to realize more and more, both as physicians, but as well as a society, that we cannot and should not try to live up to this idea of the demigods in white. I think that's something super harmful in the end because patients expect that maybe to some extent we expect that of ourselves and we are afraid of potentially asking questions, afraid of making mistakes, but also afraid of showing that we don't, do not know something. And I think that that needs to change. This is where I think something like, like Ambrose, um, but also other tools can come in and help and help that boundary to, to be pushed out a bit further where we can be something like a standard tool, like a thermometer, where everyone is using a thermometer these days. Why? Because it can standardize temperature assessment. Everyone is doing this. When, it, when the thermometer was uh, introduced 300 years ago or so, there was huge discussion around that topic because yes, a thermometer, okay, it, it might be able to standardize temperature measuring, but it doesn't gather all the other factors that a patient also shows and has with the fever. And yes, that's true. But that one thing, it does super well. <laughs> Everyone can perform that. So I think knowledge support should become a similar tool in that regard. We do not believe in replacing the physician, not at all, but we believe in, in empowering the physician. We, we believe that there will always be physicians because you want a human component in the system that interacts with other humans. That's super important for the entire relationship to work, but we need to enhance the skills. I think we've, in medicine, we've always done this and I would see it to be the same for medical knowledge. I agree that doctors need new ways and tools to tackle the challenge of ever-expanding medical knowledge and pressures on the healthcare system. I think we are nearly getting to the end of the episode, but before you go, could you please share three pieces of advice for students interested in clinical entrepreneurship? If you want to say three things, then I would say just do it. Yeah. <laughs> that might sound super trivial or super stupid, but I think it's as easy as this. I'm, I'm being super serious. I think the idea is not as important as you might think. And if you are one of the people that starts to execute on whatever you have in, in your mind, you are already better than 95% of all the others. You are, you are already ahead because most of the people just don't even start. And to be successful, you don't need to have a rocket science idea. It can be way less than that. And if you, if you are moving through healthcare with open eyes, you will see tons of problems. These problems are all opportunities for you, for anyone who maybe knows their way around healthcare a bit. And I think as a physician or a medical student, it helps that we have quite, quite a bit of understanding of the very complex healthcare system already. That helps to get maybe jump-started on whatever it is. But in the end, I think it just comes down to this one decision to just start. And I think what also helps is the notion that there is 
nothing that you would lose. If you start, you gain tons of experience that are super valuable for whatever you will do after that. It might not be successful in terms of financial return. It's maybe not even so improbable. But what you learn will be so much more important. One philosophical statement here that helps also to gain motivation is that life is not like the final rehearsal. This is, this is your life. This is the only life that you have. The, the things that you might regret later will probably be the things that you have not done, not the things that you have done. That's very valuable advice. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. It was great fun. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed it and learned something new. We would really appreciate it if you subscribed, gave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. For more content and resources from That Medic Network, please follow us on our social media. All the links are in the podcast description below. Thank you and have a good week.